Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. Today is part of my two-part holiday gift guide. I am happy to bring you a life-changing book from a dynamic author. If you like this episode, please remember to follow this podcast and give it a five-star rating and review. This is season two, episode 42, Quantum Healing Hypnosis with Holly Duckworth. Holly Duckworth is a psychotherapist with a PhD in psychology. She is a certified level three, which is the highest level, quantum healing hypnosis technique practitioner. She was trained by Dolores Cannon and has practiced QHHT for over nine years. She is the author of Finding Purpose, Surprising Wisdom from the Higher Self, So I want to say that this episode has already been recorded, and what I really enjoyed about it was Holly's anecdotes. She talks about how someone had a past life, one of her clients of being this inanimate object of a bowl, (laughs) and why they were a bowl, because you hear a lot of times of people having quote unquote other lives, past lives as rocks. So I found that very interesting. She goes into why people have this life lesson of patience and what it actually means. It's not what you think. And then she talks a lot about Dolores Cannon and working with her, which is always so amazing to hear because Dolores Cannon was one of the most highly metaphysical people to ever be on this earth. Without further ado, welcome Holly. I'm excited that you're here today and you are giving us all this quantum knowledge, which is great for the holidays because it's such a spiritual time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's transcend dimensions. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> let's. I always say let's transcend dimensions. I'm all about it, but make sure the audio works at the same time. Because <laughs> Because this is what happens is I get these highly metaphysical people and things just start going nuts. So, oh gosh, that's so funny. All right. So you have studied extensively with Dolores Cannon, who is a quantum hypnotherapist. She's one of the most famous metaphysical people with her convoluted universe book series. And I have to add, she's no longer with us. And you model your book, Finding Purpose, after her books and her case studies. How was it? meeting and working with the great Dolores Cannon, and what was she like? I think there are up to 20 books published that she wrote, which is, she just had an amazing body of work. I think her YouTube channel is up to over 2 million, I think, subscribers. It's crazy. She's well-known. Dolores Cannon is well-known. A lot of times when people see her in passing on YouTube videos or whatever, She looks like the chocolate chip cookie baking grandma, right? With the little little, um, gray bouffant and, you know, chubby little body. And she was 80, I want to say 83 or 84, I think, when she passed in 20. Didn't she live in the middle of nowhere, too? In Arkansas, yeah. Right, that's what it was. Arkansas, middle of nowhere, which is where Julia Cannon, her daughter, who's carrying on her work, um, currently lives. However, looks are deceiving when it comes yes. to Dolores. She was tough as nails and with with a mind like a steel bear trap. I mean, she I I, I don't know if she claimed this, but it would seem that she had a near photographic memory. 
And I like to tell a story of one interaction that I had with her that kind of sums Dolores up in a nutshell. So she would do these huge conferences, and I was at one of those, and I think it was a UFO conference specifically. You know, there's like 5,000 people in the audience, like George Norrie was there, you know, all these bigwigs in the UFO world were there. In these big conferences, they set up the microphones for Q&A after the lecture, so you can ask the celebrity your specific question. And so they were in that part, Dolores had given her lecture, I think she was lecturing on three waves of volunteers of the New Earth, which is a, just a fascinating concept, and so much has come out on that since since she's passed. But this dude is at the microphone, and he basically, I don't remember the exact question, but he basically asked Dolores Cannon the equivalent of, did she think aliens were real? Way, way, way too basic question for Dolores Cannon. He had obviously not studied you any think? material. Right. <laughs> and so Dolores, in front of these thousands of people, she says, I'm not going to waste everyone's time in answering that question. You can find the answer in this book on this page. She was in her 80s, and God she bless. quoted the book and the page. So that sums up Dolores. I mean, she didn't suffer fools. She had a near-perfect photographic memory, wow. and she knew what she knew, and she expected you to know what you know, to study and know what you needed to know in that moment. Absolutely. That's amazing. So you felt that studying with her, I guess it kind of elevated your game, right? Like you had to be at the top of your game. You couldn't sit there if she asked you a question, been like, uh, uh, didn't read it, done. Uh. So do you feel that that really elevated you? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, even in lecture, she would in the classroom if someone wasn't paying attention and taking their notes the next day, if they asked a question that she covered the prior day, she would say, go back to your notes. I'm not going to cover that again. I covered that yesterday. So she was a very, very tough teacher. For quantum healing hypnosis technique practitioners, we have three levels of certification. So level one is just get your training wheels on so that you can safely <laughs> put someone into hypnosis and take them out. Level two is you're fully trained and you can fully practice. And then level three is the top level. And that means that you're certified to be practicing exactly as Dolores Cannon did. She had passed by the time I did my level three certification. She was still alive for my level one and my level two, but by level three, she had gone on. And so Julia Cannon was my certifier. And I flunked like horribly <laughs> for my level. Hmm. I had already been practicing for four years. My entire technique was ripped apart and rebuilt. And so when it said that a level three practitioner is practicing exactly as Dolores practices. That means every word, every intonation, every aspect about the setup of the facility, the room, every part of the session is literally exactly as if Dolores herself was delivering the session. So even the quality standards are still at the level where Dolores would have expected it. That's great, though. That's great. Mm -hmm. You had said in your book that 
these sessions, these quantum healing hypnosis sessions. And for those of you that don't know, it's the idea of getting into hypnosis so you can heal your body and your mind. And you also connect with the higher self. And you're able to ask a lot of questions and get a lot of answers and really help you heal in this lifetime. So you had discussed, and same with Dolores Cannon in your book, that these sessions are five to seven hours. And I love that you said in the book that beware of anyone who tries to do this online. Beware of anyone that tries to do this in a two-hour session because you're not going to get a lot because you, you say that all it is is the first, you know, half an hour's intake and forms and all this, and then you're kind of talking, and then you finally get into the session. So maybe you only have twenty to thirty minutes of a session. I'm talking maybe an hour session. Right. Something funny happened, Holly, that reminded me of what you said, and I was going to have a quantum healing session with this woman. I was supposed to do it online with her. It was a ton of money. It was only for two hours. And for some reason, the universe would not allow me to do it. Weird things started to happen. She she had a hurricane. There was something with a hurricane. And so she couldn't access her computer. So she didn't show up to the session. And she, she called me personally and said, this has never happened before. And she said, okay, let's set up another session. And then something happened with the next session. And I said, you know what? The universe is not allowing it. And I think... Now I'm looking back, Holly, and I'm thinking the universe wasn't allowing it because it was a scam in a way. <laughs> it wasn't right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Five to seven hours. I only see one client a day. We actually don't have an end time. I've had sessions that have lasted eight hours or 12 hours. So we take as long as it takes. The other thing about it being in person, I mean, this is sacred. This is huge. Yes. It's one and done. You'll only ever have one session. And so why would you want to have this sacred moment be online? Like, really? No, this is so sacred. Give yourself that gift of actually being in person and in that sacred moment and and honoring it with the level that it deserves. And to your point, if you're going to spend that much money and if it's going to be in a once in a lifetime situation, do it right. Right. You know, go out to your facility in Durango, Colorado and do it right. There's practitioners all over the world. You just go to qhhtofficial.com and then you find someone in your area. There's, I think they want to say that not at level three, but at level two, there's over 3,000 practitioners in the world. They've all been trained from the QHHT Academy to those quality standards that I was talking about. Um, And there's even level threes all over the world. So... There's about 30 of us, but yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Give yourself that gift. Yes. So I want to talk about, (laughs) I found this really funny. First of all, you have a large following on YouTube, so everyone Mm -hmm. should check out your videos. And I love your videos that explain advanced metaphysical concepts, and especially the case studies. Very similar, you guys, to Dolores Cannon. If you're into Dolores Cannon, you'll be into Holly. Same type of thing. That's correct to say. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's accurate, right. And so these case studies really align in your book. And I love this one case study in particular about the bowl. And I'm saying B-O, 
<laughs> P-O-W-L, an actual bowl, like a utensil, like a thing that you eat from. So please tell us about the bowl. Yeah. So this was a person's other life. So let's explain that for a split second. I'm a past life regressionist that doesn't believe in past lives. And the reason I say that is we know that there's no such thing as time. Time is an illusion. Time is a three-dimensional construct that human beings get to experience. It isn't truth. And so how can a life be past? All lives are now. Okay, so they're all simultaneous lives, all lives that your soul is incarnated in, which for most people is thousands or hundreds of thousands or even millions, not two or three. That's all happening in the now. And then when we think about the fact that at a soul level, we're all one, we're all connected, we're all parts of the same thing, parts of aspects of source. And so then how can I have my past life? And so getting hung up on, well, I had a past life in Egypt, it's like, "Eh, okay, your soul is having an experience in Egypt in the now (laughs) and as a part of the all of us. (laughs) And so so getting like our hooks into this story of this other life is not particularly helpful. So the, the particular session segment that I shared, I do get my client's permission to share little snippets of their session on occasion. Of course, these are very private and sacred moments, so it's pretty rare that I get to share them. But this one was so crazy that the client let me share it. And her other life experience that we went to in her QHHT session was as a bowl. Yes, a (laughs) vessel, a container. Actually, it was a container of water. And it appeared to be in some sort of like ancient times, maybe a native or a tribal kind of setting, because the bull was aware of the woman that was using her and could describe the woman and describe the situation in which she was being used. And so this inanimate object, this seemingly inanimate object, was having a life. And that's not the only time that I've had that experience. I've had sessions regress into lives as rocks, as trees, as mountains, as stars, as planets. The craziest, craziest one I've ever heard about, and this wasn't one of my sessions, this was a fellow practitioner session, was as a stereo speaker. So Hmm. mechanical objects have lives, have consciousness associated with them. Now, I'm not saying that every bowl has consciousness. I don't know that. But I do know that bowls can have consciousness. Absolutely. I've heard a lot of people having the quote-unquote past life or just other life as a rock. I've heard that a lot. Mm -hmm. I've heard the rock Mm -hmm. thing a lot. Mm -hmm. And I've always had an affinity for inanimate objects. I always think they're alive and I never want to hurt them or scrape them or do anything. Mm -hmm. And I've been like that since I was a child. So I have a feeling I definitely was a bowl or a rock or a spoon. (laughs) because I'm I'm so glommed on to them. Go ahead. Yeah, I had to ask that one of the times where I had a client regress as a rock, so I'm talking to the rock, (laughs) and I'm asking... As one would. uh, 
how does a rock die? Do you wait until you wither away into a grain of sand? Like, how does that work? And the rock said, no, I'm just finished with that experience. And so I leave. The essence, the consciousness can come and go into that object as it pleases. And then I had to ask, well, why? Why would someone incarnate as a rock? What's the purpose? And they said, to rest. Ugh. The incarnation as a rock That's was nice. to rest. <laughs> like, yeah, to rest. that would be a very restful life. That would <laughs> be a very restful life. Looking at the sky for a couple of million years. <laughs> Why not? Why not? So I just also want to briefly discuss in the book how you talk about your life issue with patience. And I have the same thing. I, <sighs> patience is a big one for me. It's really hard for me. I have an obsession with time. I have an obsession with inefficiency. When I'm inefficient with my time, it drives me absolutely up the wall. So please explain this concept of patience and how it has to do with time. As a QHHT practitioner, one of the things QHHC practitioners do when they have retreats or reunions or meet each other is we we put each other into hypnosis. We play <laughs> with hypnosis. Fun. So I've had the opportunity to have more than one session just out of a sense of play, right? And in my very, very, very first QHHT session that I received, I was told that my life lesson was patience. And I'm like, okay, all right. You know, I'm trying to figure that one out, unravel that one. How do I learn patience as a life lesson? I talk about in the book, you know, there's this famous marshmallow experiment, right? Where they put little kids in the room and the experimenter says, hey, if you don't eat this marshmallow that's right in front of you as a four-year-old, I'm going to leave the room. And when you come back, if you haven't eaten the marshmallow, I'll give you two marshmallows. It's a really famous experiment. They've done this over and over and over again. And they've also tracked these children that succeeded in the experiment over time and they find that what they're actually studying is delayed gratification that mm. people that have the ability for delayed gratification go on to be very successful in their lives academic lives careers you know that kind of thing really that's my whole life is to learn delayed gratification like that doesn't make any sense. I've gotten multiple degrees that took lots and lots of years. Like, I think I got this delayed gratification thing. So I had the opportunity to have another session and I'm asking my colleague, I'm like, I want you to go in, go in deep on this one. What is a life lesson of patience? What is patience? I don't understand. And the higher self said, all patience is, is the ability to manifest time to play mm. with time, to expand and contract time at will. You were saying in the book that you found that you were able to then put forth the intention of, hey, I'm just going to be on time. I'm not going to look at a clock, so I'm just going to be on time. Exactly. And in fact, the funniest thing after that, immediately after that session, I used to wear a wristwatch. I don't wear one anymore. Immediately after that session, my watch was going crazy. I mean, this was a really nice, expensive piece of jewelry kind of watch. And it would be, I'd look down at it, it'd be two hours ahead, it'd be half an hour wow. behind, it'd be, and I'm just like, all right, guys, I got it. This thing's going into the jewelry box, never to be worn. <laughs> 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 Forget it. <laughs> Your higher self is like, nope, 
You've learned. Yeah. Now you yeah, need you to. You don't need this. Just yeah. expand or contract time however, however you need to. Manifest time. I'm going to work on that, and I'm going to tell you how it goes. Yeah. I have another crazy time story, though, if you want to hear it. Yeah, sure. I think, I think I shared it in the book. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. It was the Disneyland story, or the, I'm sorry, the Legoland story. Do you remember that one? So Go ahead. I'm not I sure this, I remember. Yeah. I had this client who came in, and this was one of her questions in her session. She had actually a, exactly a year to the day, so time, haha. Prior to her session, she had this experience where her and her daughter were in Legoland on vacation, and she got a phone call from this other woman, and the other woman said, hey, we met at Cornerstone Church on Sunday, and our little girls played well together, and you gave me your phone number to set up a play date. I'm just giving you a call to set up that play date. And my client says, I don't know who you are. I haven't been to Cornerstone Church in six years. You've got me confused with someone else. And the other woman goes, uh, no, I'm talking to you on the phone. You gave me your phone number. And an argument ensues. And these two women are yelling at each other over the phone. And the one woman thinking that my client's just trying to get out of a play date. And my client just thinking, look, lady, you've got me confused with someone else. Finally, my client turns her phone around, takes a selfie of her and her daughter, and texts it to the woman. And the woman says, yeah, that's you. And your older daughter looks a lot like your younger daughter. My client goes, "Um, yeah, I only have one daughter. So that was her question coming into the session. What was up with that, that Mm -hmm. whole scenario? And the higher self told her that six years prior, the little girl was getting ready to be in great danger of abuse from a family member. The mother energetically sensed this and moved her and her daughter six years into the future. Now, they, wow. didn't, they didn't have six missing years, but what was three days to one woman was six years to another woman out of a sense of protecting the daughter. She had the ability, unconsciously, of course, the ability to do this. And so I love that example as just how, how malleable and how unreal time is. Three days to one woman was six years to another woman. And so that's, that's what drives me crazy, Jay, when people are like predicting things. Energetic people, yeah. psychic people are predicting things. Oh, this is going to happen on March 20th. It's like, I'm sorry, sweetie, your March 20th is not my March 20th. We're all on our own timeline. You cannot predict anything for anyone other than yourself because you don't know what the other person's timeline is going to be. Three days for me could literally be six years for you. Yeah, that's a good point. I think there's something with these psychics where on a global level, they can predict if the energy of a lot of people is there because you do have psychics that predicted COVID and predicted Mm -hmm. it accurately. So I think there is that. But I agree with you that, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to, if, if we're all moving around in time and, if essentially time is just an illusion, then yeah, that's a tough thing to do. So my last question for you is, you have done hundreds of these quantum healing hypnosis sessions in your book, Finding Purpose, Surprising Wisdom from the Higher Self. What is the largest 
metaphysical commonality of clients that you put under hypnosis to access their higher selves. And do you find that when you're a student of Dolores Cannon, do you find that it's pretty much the same thing what Dolores Cannon found out back in the day or have we evolved because quote unquote time has evolved, right? Like what Dolores Cannon found out in 1980, is it different in 2022? Yeah, yeah. So first of all, Dolores herself, if you read her work chronologically, she evolved enormously. Her early books, the Jesus books, the Nostradamus books, she was very interested into the historical record. She would go to great lengths to corroborate the facts that came out in in hypnosis historically. Later on, she got into an understanding of how we can physically heal through the higher self. And then that was like, well, heck, I mean, we can eliminate cancer and fibromyalgia and all of these other wonderful things. Who cares about what happened 2,000 years ago, right? So she herself evolved enormously. We do see a lot of corroboration Uh, continued corroboration with her work. The main one of most interest right now being the research she did with three waves of volunteers in the new earth and all of what we hear about ascension and the new earth and the earth shift, all of that information is still coming out, Jay, enormously. In fact, I had a uh, client who in her session, she began during her QHHT session and then following on, she began spontaneously channeling the Council of Twelve. She's been doing that channeling since, and they're completely focused on Earth ascension and Earth shift and all of the information that Dolores started working on in Three Waves of Volunteers in the New Earth. So that's that metaphysical information is still piling on and piling on a very, very consistent practitioner to practitioner, session to session, and in alignment with what Dolores did. One of the most profound things, though, that I find in my sessions is, one of the most beautiful things, I should say, is how after a QHHT session, so once you have basically channeled, in a QHHT session, you're basically channeling your higher self through you to me in this conversation, okay? And most people are aware, not all people, but most people have some level of conscious awareness of what's going on during hypnosis, although they aren't necessarily in control of what's going on consciously, but they do have a memory of what happened during hypnosis. After a single session, the ability of understanding that visceral feeling of having higher self speak to you through you, that seals the deal. You're able to understand that voice. You're able to connect with that voice. You're able to integrate that part of yourself so easily after you've had that one single experience. So that's the most profound, to me, the most profound metaphysical miracle that happens in almost every QHHT session is people then having that open, that conscious awareness of higher self in their day-to-day lives. They have this massive session and then they learn how to do this in their everyday lives and that higher self is always there and can always give you guidance and that's the best thing about it right it's this big preparation for life (laughs) yeah absolutely 
Absolutely. So I want everyone to go out by Holly's book. It's called Finding Purpose, Surprising Wisdom from the Higher Self by Holly Duckworth. I am going to put that Amazon link in the show notes. I listened to the book, so I highly recommend listening as well on Audible. Holly does a phenomenal job of narrating. I was very impressed. It was great. I gave it all five stars for story, performance, the whole thing. You did a great job. So that's an option I want people to look at as well. And then Holly, you also have a YouTube channel. I do a, a growing YouTube channel. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of surprising me. We're we're I think we're going to close in on ten thousand subscribers here pretty soon. Amazing. So over yeah over seven thousand subscribers now. I share a lot of QHHT session segments. I also have a playlist on there just ha- hacking the psyche. I'm a psychotherapist, so I do a lot of just general mental health awareness and mental health technique kind of work. And then I do have a a playlist called Awakening, which is more aligned with spiritual awakening and spiritual growth. And the YouTube channel is called? Holly Duckworth PhD. Okay, perfect. I will put that in the show notes. And then we can also follow you on Instagram at? Aware Care Durango. Aware Care Durango. That's the name of my clinic. So A-W-A-R-E-C-A-R-E-D-U-R-A-N-G-O. And that's also my website, awarecaredurango.com. So what I recommend if anyone is really interested in a session with Holly, because she is a quantum three level, which is the highest level you can go, um, definitely check her out, check everything out, listen, read her book so you can get a better understanding. And then you know, if you want something life-changing, there you go. Book a session. Why not? Until next time. Live your life two inches off the ground. Holly, thank you so much. You're such a light worker. It was so wonderful meeting you. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs>